Episode of All Black Men Need Therapy. My name is Chief. And I'm Bell. And Prentice doing whatever the hell he's doing. There you go. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and that's Prentice. Beside me is my lovely cousin Rosa. Hey, hey. Who is a, a multiple book author, um, writer extraordinaire, mother to everybody. <laughs> owner, CEO of Reality Outreach Incorporated. Um, she does a lot of shit, y'all. And then to your, to my left is the beautiful Miss Lynette Johnson. I was gonna run it off about what I know about Lynette, but she sent me this cool ass little write-up, so I'm gonna read the shit, y'all can get a good chuckle out of it. Either, either way, either way. She's a poet, a mother, a coach, a devastating diva. An actor, a taco connoisseur, <laughs> a nap enthusiast, a safe space, a problem for sure, a lover of black folks and black culture. She's nosy. She talks black, but she's sweet. She talks back, but she's sweet. Lynette has several projects she's working on presently, and she may complete one one day, but maybe whatever. That's 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 who Miss Miss Lynette Johnson is. I know Love Lynette. It. Lynette and I have worked together in the past on a few poetry projects and whatnot, but she's super dope. And uh, we invited Lynette and Rosa on to talk about a topic that Bell and I tapped into in, the, in season one and didn't quite get correct. Well, not to say we didn't get it correct. We just didn't do it the justice it deserved. So long story short, we, we had a conversation about light skin versus dark skin and, you know, talked about our experiences via that vessel. However, I'm not very dark skinned and you know, he has, you know, the light skinned jokes have have come his way in the past. Prentice, I'm sure they've, they've come your way too. We've talked about that. And um, I think we titled the episode colorism and then a homie AU, my man Aus was like, yo, that's not it. Like when you're talking about colorism, the people it traditionally and predominantly affects are darker skinned black women. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we was like, yo, we want to do the conversation justice by inviting some darker skinned black women on to have a conversation. Now, I don't know how it's affected you guys, but before we get to that, we always do a check-in. So let's do that. Prentice, check in, homie. Uh, you know what? I had one when I was um when I was driving home. Oh, um, yeah, I got some, I I realized I have some new um issues I need to work through. And I sound a little excited about it because I actually am, because I'm realizing the more work I do, the more issues I'm aware of about my life and myself. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm actually able to tackle it. So I think like the more I feed myself, the more I allow myself to go through these processes instead of running from them, um, more stuff is just falling on my plate to kind of like hash out. So um, I'm happy about that, man. Like that's, that's progress for me. That's what's up. I'm going to piggyback right off of that before I get to you, Bell, and the ladies. I had a conversation with Bell today. We talked for like like an hour and a half. We was vibing today. And it as, you know, as there about some things, about some ideas off of them, but we kind of like dissected one another and kind of like, you know, look, did you look at it this way? Are you this way? Did you ask yourself about this about yourself? And it was kind of, like you said, it was real deep. You learn a couple of things about yourself when you begin to process some things and and uh, one of the questions asked was, he was like, do you think you self-sabotage? And 
I don't, but I, I'm starting to dig deeper into that and, and assess why things didn't work out or whatever, and then really point the finger at myself and go, what could you have done differently to see if it was actually some self-sabotage or some validity behind why I stepped away or why it didn't work out. So I think these conversations are imperative to have, and I was fortunate enough to have it with my homie rather than the mirror. You know what I'm saying? But that's kind of cool. So we'll dig into that in maybe another episode. Bellhead. Um, <clears throat> so I just I just got back from uh, Assembly Row out here, which is really nice, like super, super dope. Um, so I'm still learning ex and exploring Boston. Uh, Assembly Row is in Somerville. It's a real nice, nice area. Um, but yeah, like that's really it. I ain't really got much going on. I think one thing I, well, one thing I think that shows up in work and I think um, to piggy, piggyback on our conversation today, I think we have to <clears throat> get, and this maybe could have been a final thought, but anyway, get more comfortable at breaking old paradigms, right? Like we're doing this this way because that's the way we saw it done. Or we're doing this way because that's what we've always done it, right? But it's like, are we inspecting what we expect? You know what I'm saying? Like, are we really looking at, okay, what is the desired outcome from this? And are these actions going to get me that, bring me to that desired outcome? You know what I'm saying? And then we've got to ask, if it's not, then, hey, maybe we need to break that paradigm that, that's been consistent, right? I mean, it could be a learned behavior, it could be whatever, but just questioning that. And I think that's where our conversation today, Chief, was, that was like, you know, the, the tone of it. Mm -hmm. Right, like, hey, you know, you know, the old saying, um, what got you here won't get you there, right? So it's like, what are you doing different to, 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 to affect change? And that's all. Like, that's, I was just out um, with drinks with one of my, one of my folks, and um, that was the level of conversation we were just having. So that's all. That's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. No doubt. Ladies, I, I, I do apologize. I, I'm, I am a gentleman and would love to have let you guys go first, but I want to kind of want to get us to go first. You kind of see what the check-in looks like and then allow you to kind of jump in. It's non-topic related per, per se. Just kind of, you know, where you at right now, how you feeling, how you doing, what mental space you living in. Quick check-in to make sure we good. Lynette, feel free. Sure. So I think I expressed earlier, I had an attitude for a greater portion of today. And, and Chief asked if a man was behind it. And the truth is no, but I was like, I feel like I can blame a man for it if I dug deep enough and, and connected the dots. But um, mostly I'm, I'm grateful for this. I love conversations. I love digging. And Bell, you asked one of my favorite questions. What is the desired outcome? I, I, I find I live with that question. Like, what is it we want to happen at the end of this? So I'm coming into this enthusiastic and curious and excited to talk to black people because y'all are my favorite okay. cousin, yeah, yeah. cousin what's up i i i think i feel the same way this is like unfamiliar territory for me i've been surrounded by children for like the last year uh good and bad things you know i mean challenging and blessings all in the same but the fact that I get to have this conversation right now is good. I feel like I'm with grownups. I got grown people time right now yeah, and I'm gonna enjoy it. Grown people time is definitely important <laughs> for sure. Hey, but just, just pause real quick. Just think about like, think about that for a second, right? Everybody's excited. All that tells me is we just don't do this enough as black people, right? Right. That's it, right? Like not good or bad. It's just, we just don't do it enough. You know what I mean? And 
And I think any type of conversation, you know, is healthy, right? Even, even if you don't agree with the person, right? I, I just, I feel like, and I had sent this to a group chat with um, all my old teammates recently. Like, let's leverage our resources. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't feel like we do it enough, man, as black people. Like, that, that's all. That's my two cents. I won't keep talking about it. Agreed. No doubt. All right. So, I mean, we can jump, we can jump right into it. And, and the conversation, again, was about when we initially did the episode, it was, we just talked about our experiences with colorism, per se, and just how, is it, how color has in part have played a pact on our lives. And for me, I'm not, you know, the darkest skinned black man, you know what I'm saying? But I was telling Lynette today, like, I consider myself chocolate. Other people are like, nah, you're not chocolate. If you put a snicker bar next to my arm, it's the same color. You know what I'm what saying? But they, but they'd but they be like, nah, you're not chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Like you caramel. Like, nah, my, my homie Bell more caramel than I am, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's crazy how kind of we perceive that and whatnot. But again, back we wanted to do the 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 ideal definition or the ideal premise of colorism it's due justice and i think you know clearly we all know women run the world so let's talk to let's talk to the black women and see what their thoughts are about it has it i, I know for i we, now this is not like my play cousin y'all we like <laughs> like you know what i'm saying right from 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 inch high we, i knew him before he knew him yeah whatever <laughs> anyways yeah so I've seen and witnessed the experiences, you know, just of her being teased about, you know, her color, you know, her, her lips or whatever as a child. And, you know, that shit comes into play. It, it, it affects you for a while. I think we've had this conversation like in the past mm -hmm. about that. So I don't know how much you want to share with the people who are going to be listening, but give us a, a taste of some, you know, some of the shit you've experienced just because of, you know, the color. If, your skin. if I can, yeah. and, and only for my curiosity and for the sake of this, particular conversation uh -huh. can can i hear lynette, lynette? yeah lynette's experience okay first? hey real, real quick um chief do you want to um then we should define it yeah exactly okay exactly um do do we have it in so yeah so it's it's in so again guys so we we did this episode already and we deleted it um because as Chief said, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, we, we didn't do it justice, right? So um, so basically the, the last episode started off was like, hey, today we're gonna to talk about um, the divide that's been present in our community um, since slavery, quite frankly. And um, we're gonna discuss the origin impact, so on, so on and so forth. So the origins of this, and again, guys, this is just stuff we did before, but I just want to read it just so that the audience understands. Um, so we didn't just show up here light with, with light skin. Um, so where did the divide come from, right? That's the question. So one part of history is that um, is well documented is how ancestors were raped and um, impregnated by the slave masters, right? Like that's well documented, right? Um, in addition, um, in addition, you know, some of the, the quote unquote house Negroes was also knocking off some of the uh, the wives, right? Like, so anyway, so then that's where these terms, the term mulatto comes from, right? And for those who don't know, the term mulatto comes from, the definition is like when you mate a mule and a donkey, right? That's where the slave owners and all of that, that's that's where that all came from. Um, so my point is, as time goes on, then, you know, 
people become lighter, right? If you have European um, DNA and African DNA, obviously it's gonna light, lighten up um, your bloodline at, for, in some cases for years to come. So that's where it all came from, right? We all know we came here on a boat from Africa. And when we all came here, we were black. And then now I'm lighter skin, right? Prentice is lighter skin, so on and so forth. So that's kind of where, how it started, if you will. Um, and as a result, and again, more history, the lighter your skin were, was during those times, the closer you were to the house, right? So there was a perception that the light skin, the AKA house niggas, they were better than the field niggas, right? And again, these are the terms that were used during that time. But so that's where the divide starts, right? Like what oh, was that rose? In America. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, you know, one 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 group are in the fields all day working in hundred degree temperatures, and another one's in the house, right? Both are slaves. Now that's the part that's crazy. Both are slaves, right? But one thinks one has it easier than the other and whether it's right or wrong, that's where the divide comes from. So then now that's where the, um, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, depictions of, of people with lighter skin compared to people with darker skin, like what, what, who they are as a person based on their skin color. And that's, that's in, in, in essence, colorism inside the, the, the black community. I think it's, it's good to add too that it was an, an excellent, excellent, brilliant strategy on behalf of white folks to create a divide within our own people and then to develop subgroups, right? So that's how, you know, we get to a lot of space that we in now because now when you place uh, one group of black folks against another in a level like hierarchy, you have the bickering that happens within the black community. And then that perpetuates to, you know, where we are now with colorism and a lot of things we see in media. Lynette? Yeah, so, so <laughs> yes. Um, and I think also, I think that's, I, I, I think that's a great place to start. Um, and also, I think also one of, so where are we starting? What did you want to hear? My my experience with colorism or I'm just, we just spitballing. Let it rock, show you. I mean, okay. what's on your spirit? That's it. So, so my first thought with, with colorism, I think, you know, I've, I've been black my whole life. And I think you learn early what is preferred. You know, sometimes people are saying something direct but I remember getting my hair pressed. I was probably about five. My mother didn't do no hair. So I was going to the hairdresser early. And I remember getting my hair pressed and the woman kind of fussing up under this wig. Um, my hair is, has, it's deep. What do I call it? Uh, somebody called it black power fist hair. Like it curls up tight, right? right? And it's strong and it's resistant to chemical. Yeah. You know, it just do, it, do, it, 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 it grows up. And so I remember getting my hair pressed and then really fussing about, oh, this girl probably needs to get a perm, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then when I was all done, just making uh, like, oh, you look like you look so much better. Now. And I remember these two little girls came in right behind me. And I don't know if they were Latina or biracial, but they were very fair and their hair was curly and they got these Shirley Temple curls. And I remember the way the place just kind of erupted. I couldn't have been more than five. 
And I was like, oh, we got a similar hairstyle, but they are getting Beyonce applause, you know? And so I remember recognizing that very young. And I think it's important to point out that some of the differences um, between the slaves who are in the house and outside, like it was all horrendous and the people inside had had proximity to white people in a way that they had access to learning and etiquette and opportunity that that extended for hundreds of more years. So I think that, that that's kind of the, the yeah. root of it, but it's more than how we feel about each other. Like there are documented statistics of the impacts with housing and the impact with sentencing and even adoption, like a dark skinned little kid is less likely to be adopted by a family than a, a more fair skinned. So I think it's, it's heavy and it's a big deal. And as a black woman, I think the way it has shown up the most for me is probably around dating and seeking partnership. And I feel like that's, that's where I could probably point to the, the something um, that is the, the most distinct. But as far as feedback, I got told, you know, okay, I think y'all been in the sun a little too long. Oh, y'all got black. Um, and also featureism. So I feel like also, I know we're sticking to, to, to skin, but I also think hair has always been um, a, a part of it. And so me, you're seeing me today, this is my look today. It changes um, frequently with, with the wind, Any, anything could happen. But I got a lot of feedback that let me know the way that my hair grows naturally out of my head was not the most desirable thing. And, and so you, you are managing that constantly and telling yourself a different story. And hopefully there's like family members who are supporting it. So in my immediate family, they didn't play that shit. And, and really I got no feedback about what I looked like. It was like, you're smart, you're a good thinker, you can dance, you're a conversationalist. I, I did not, nobody ever talked about what I looked like. It was outside of the house that I started to get Oh, this this is better. You are right, but this is better. Mm. Is mm. that now as as a whole ass adult with a child and whatnot, is that something that still plays a part in your in your mental or have you conquered that and just confident who you are and able to just glide on? I I think what I what I was able to recognize early is oh, this is a problem for some people. I don't think it was ever a problem for me. I do think I had to do some negotiation around hair, but I never remember feeling like there was something wrong with my skin. And I also think the spaces I grew up in, I experienced more specifically racism than, than colorism. So it was mostly like just, they would mix me up with the Guatemalan girl. We didn't look alike, but we just two people who was white in a space. So, so that, was, that was a little more um, direct. But I think with my son, I, I don't, I don't feel like it's a burden. And I also surround myself with lots of like-minded people and people who see the world similarly. So we don't hear any immediate internal negative things. It's all celebration of blackness. But I think um, in the media, sometimes I find myself frequently pointing out, like if I see a a dark skinned little girl with little puffs. I'll be like, isn't she beautiful, Elliot? Isn't she gorgeous? She's beautiful. Like I feel this emphatic need to make sure he, he can see 
the beauty everywhere and not just um, in one space. That's what's up. So I know we have, I know Prentice, I'm gonna jump to you real quick, P, since we're talking about, you know, the slave days and getting the origin of it. Prentice has literally been called a house nigga, like literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was uh, uh, a, corny, a, a corny poet nigga by the name of Breeze who, we were on set. I, I got I got to put his name out because it's just as uncalled for. So I feel like, you know, one thing I think with colorism, I think we, we need to hold those accountable accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't just bicker. We need to put, just like we hold cops on blast for killing black folks, we need to hold black folks on blast for killing black folks. And colorism is a way you can do that. Um, season four of, of the television show I was on versus the flow that Chief was on as well, shout out to versus the flow. Um, Around season four, I started doing a bunch of like extra work. I was I was writing for them by that time, um, certain intros and dealing with production and not just performing. And when one of the poets noticed that I was doing things that other poets weren't doing, he looked at me, he was like, oh, you must be the house nigga of the show. And he's a very dark skinned brother, um, has a very, uh, some would consider it an intimidating look, you know, kind of husky, kind of burly dark skinned brother. And it stuck with me for, seven years until I got the opportunity to address it through a poetry battle. I hadn't talked to him since. So luckily I had the opportunity to write a poem about it because it had been on my heart for like six and a half years, but it really impacted me because this was my highest level of success at that time. Like I had never experienced success like this, television, doing things other poets weren't doing. I was entrenched in the show on a higher and deeper level. And then to have the darkest brother in the room look at me and just call me a house nigga as if to dismiss all the work I've done. You know what I'm saying? Um like you got there by privilege. Right. And and in my experience with colorism, that's the only time I've heard something about me being light skinned being used. Uh, success in public people contributed to my complexion or my looks. So I hadn't really experienced it. Friends, you keep muting yourself. You keep muting yourself, bro. Nah, man, I'm getting I'm getting a call, man. So I'm gonna have to answer that. But it's 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 something that um I've had to deal with on an end of people contributing my success to my skin tone, which I take offense to. For sure. Can I ask a question here? Sure. So I think um I think it's I think it's an unfair, I think it was unfair of um the, the poet Breeze, is that what you say, is to say it. Is it also possible that there are opportunities you have that someone who looks different wouldn't? And so this is, this is, what, this, this is, this is what's interesting. And, and that, let's be real, for television and for your, what you look like has a lot, not even just television, in the world, what you look like has a lot to do with everything. And so I'm not saying you're not talented. I've, I've seen you before. We've actually shared a stage before. It was many years ago. We can talk about it later. But I think that there are, I think this is the way privilege works. And so I'm curious about the word colorism. When I think of colorism, I look at the same way as racism and I don't see racism as something that can be reversed. And this is debatable. And so I also don't see colorism as something that can be reversed. I think we can be, we can be prejudiced. We can be insulting. We can be mean and disrespectful, but I think 
when a light-skinned person gets insulted for being light-skinned, it's not the same on the other side. Okay, so I can- Wait, wait, I wait, can, wait, 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 one second, Chief. What do you mean, Lynette, like if the same, like if the roles were reversed in, in the case of Prentice, Apprentice called Breeze a field nigga, you saying that it won't be received the same way? I'm not saying it's not an insult. I am saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know how we, and I, and I don't know your view on this because this I've heard sure. people say it both ways. So mm -hmm. when I think of racism, I don't think of racism as something that goes like this. I no, I mean, it's, it's a fact that if you're black, you can't be a racist. And like, you, like we can, we can talk about that another time too. Right, but right. That's there. But right. yeah, it doesn't so, look both ways. I agree. Right. And and as a black person, that doesn't mean I can't hurt a white person's feelings. Yeah, you can be a bigot. You can be prejudiced. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But I but I can't impact their pay. I can't impact their mortgage. I can't impact where they live. I can't impact their opportunities. Yeah, for racism is maintained through social institutions, and we don't run social institutions, so we can't be we can't be racist by definition. Right. And so I see colorism is the same thing. So I'm not saying what the dude said to, to Prentice was not wild and inappropriate. I think it's dismissive. I think there's also something that happens when you are dark and big and, and viewed as intimidating. What I can say is in response to that particular platform, there was, I think, six seasons. And Prentice was there from the very first one. Got an opportunity in the very first season, did his thing. They invited him back season two, did his thing. Season three, did his thing. Season four, did his thing. Season five, was season four. I think I got out of season four. Season four. So I got I got there season four. And you go there, you do your thing. I got invited back season five, season six. So you know what I'm saying? And me, I'm not, you know, I'm not as dark as breezes, but I can say through that particular forum, they afforded the opportunity to people who, who did who went there and put in the work. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's solely attributed to Prentice being his 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 fair, his shade is what earned him the you know the the, the level up because there's been several within that organization who have leveled up just because of their talent and their work. Certainly. And we're we're in agreement about that. I'm not I'm not I'm not suggesting he did not earn it or shouldn't be there. I'm saying sometimes there are doors that are closed to people who do oh, not look like Prentice. Absolutely. I could, and we, I sent a video to the fellas today about, it was a, a singing audition with some, I think Rick Ross and somebody else in there, like a, a light skin mm -hmm. chick came up and she did, a, she did a song and it was okay. But then a darker skin chick up and she did the, the same song or a song on the same beat and was light years better than the light skin girl. I'm talking about light years better. Any ear could hear that it was better. And they pretty much were like, nah, you ain't got it. But we'll, hey, put, we'll put that video in the in the in the uh yeah, it'll be on when we when we just Lynette. So I I I think this is good because I don't agree, right? Yeah, be, because I feel colorism colorism is it can it can create inferiority um and Inferior comp an inferior complex in some and a superior complex in others, right? Yeah. And I and, and I and I think depending where you are will determine because like for instance, right? And again, this is maybe this is a uh, an example and this is is very general, 
but hypothetically, Prentice goes to Africa, right? Just hypothetically, right? And he happens to be lighter than, than everybody that's there, right? Oh, actually, I'm, I'm gonna use the example in a reverse. Um, a darker skinned person goes to a predominantly white school and there's mixed kids there that are black, but they're mixed. It's like, he can still have that same feeling that Prentice had in the reverse. Right, so I, I don't, I don't, I, and the only reason why I don't agree is because, and, and hey, maybe I'm biased, right? Because light skin, because I'm light skin, maybe, maybe, right? But I, 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 I can see how we can. I, I, I look at them as equal, right? I look at, at at since we're both black people, I feel equal. I don't, I don't equate it to racism. And then again, it's my opinion. This is why it's good dialogue. It's my opinion. I don't equate it to racism because, like, as I said, all these things. Like racism is 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 a social construct, right? Like it's maintained through social institutions. Colorism is maintained through the black community. Thank you. That okay. Right. Right. Because 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 over here itching. Let her oh, let her let her get her, let her get her yeah. So it's like it's 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 perpetuated by us, right? right? And and it can be and it can be both ways. Right. So that, and again, right? This is healthy. Like I'm, I'm, I love to talk about it, but I, I just feel like it's it's. It's six in one hand, half a dozen in another. So that's just my opinion. So go ahead, cousin. No, I, you just answered a question for me. I was, this whole time, I honestly was sitting here like, what is colorism? Like what, when did we create this word amongst ourselves to create another injustice? Like we didn't get enough of the fact right. that we already got it from all the other external and social constructs, but we've now created that same kind of community within ourselves and we gave it a word and it's called right. colorism. And I know, I now know that because up until right now, I had no idea that that was the case, but this, it, it I think I kind of understand where Lynette is coming from because prior to hearing this conversation, I was like, okay, we've been living this for generations and I had to get the understanding. We're talking about America because the truth of the matter is this happens in Africa among yeah. African. Oh yeah. Yep. I know y'all watched a Hotel Rwanda. Right. This is real among our culture, and it has been prior to you know the departure of those who came over to America. So if we want to talk about it, we're gonna have to really get a little bit more educated, I think, uh, before we start trying to even compare it to racism because it's unjust, no matter what. I mean, right. how, however you look at it, the injustice of it is 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 the problem. So I'm excited to figure out when we're gonna to get to some of the how, do we, how do we heal that within ourselves before we can start, you know, comparing it to. It's like racism. I think there's an education component, right? Because all of this is learned behavior. Yeah, yeah. Right, like it, it's all learned behavior, right? Wherever it came from in your family, however you received it, it's a learned behavior. So I think there's there's an edge. Well, one is there's a human element, right? Like I feel, and this is my opinion. I don't feel like white people owe us anything, right? I don't feel like they have to be compassionate towards us. I don't feel like they owe us that. But I feel like personally, we owe it to ourselves, right? Because to your point, Rose, like we've already suffered enough. It's like God damn, like we can't even like take care of our own. So I think that's where it starts, right? Like the human element, you know towards each other, right? I think black folks, we sometimes can um, 
be self-destructive, right? Unintentionally sometimes, right? Intentionally sometimes. And I think that's that's part of the issue, you know? I, I honestly, um, um, as you're talking, I'm still sitting here, wheels turning. And I think I've experienced more colorism, now that I understand the definition of the word, among my own people than I have racism in the 43 years that I've been alive. I, my father was a, a lot older, came from the South. He came here with that attitude, like F him, all white people. Yeah. He, about he was from the Jim Crow South. Right, right. And that's, that's what yeah. it was. But me growing up here, I had more empathy from people who were not of my culture than I ever had from the people within my culture growing up. And that- you know what? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Not at all. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. I was going to say, and excuse me for having to depart for a moment. Um, the thing that I wonder about most is how do we unlearn it? And the reason why I say how do we unlearn it is because, unfortunately, I think with, with, with this issue, it becomes a real big beauty standard, especially for Black men, right? So how do you, how do you unlearn standards and levels of beauty that you've been programmed to think you know like things like people who are not attractive because and the reason why i say how do we unlearn this because a lot of us as grown men walk around with this ideology with black women on darker women not being attractive and then that subconsciously gets poured into our children for a lot of for a lot of artists i i, I hear well not a lot but some it gets put into their art and they don't even necessarily realize it so I, I wonder how we unlearn it because a lot of us who are perpetuating colorism, I think, are, are influencers nowadays. You know what I'm saying? And we know this country isn't going to change the standard of beauty as far as Black people are concerned. So we can't rely on television shows and we can't rely on TV and the media to change what we define as beauty. So how do we reprogram those minds that have already been there? You get what I'm saying? Because they're teaching younger people the same shit. Yeah, I that's think the Lynette's point. That's the Lynette's point, right? She's saying it shows up, right? It shows like the lighter skinned person, like Viola Davis speaks extensively on this, right? Like how she's compared to Meryl Streep all the time, right? And she went down her accolades and bro, I didn't realize she was popping. That yo, like I didn't realize she was that um savage awarded, right? Like I did not realize she was that awarded. I'm like, wow. And then she made a good point. She's like, you compare me to Meryl Streep. You say I'm, I'm, I'm Meryl Streep. You say this, then pay me like her. Pay me like that, right. Give me the money, you know what right? I'm saying? And, but, and, and she's one of the best in the business. So that goes back to Lynette's point. It's like, there's still an objective that greater media has, right? And like, yeah, Viola Davis, you dope, right? But you ain't Holly Berry dope. Right. And only all, all that means is you ain't light skinned. Right. You know that's what I'm saying? So what I mean. that, right. that, that image is more acceptable. So, so, so to, to your, your question, Prentice, how do we unlearn it? I think one, it starts from within, but I also think we're still fighting the machine guys. Like we're still up against the machine. You know what I'm saying? So it's bigger, it's bigger than our household. The no. system, Pete. We're still fighting the system. <laughs> you know, yeah. it is, it is. But to, to your to answer your question, kind of piggyback what Annette was doing. Like when she sees the little black girl on TV with the pot, right. she reminds her son to recognize the beauty in this little dark skinned girl. And I think right. this is as, as an education or all this stuff, it starts in the home, bro. Like it really starts in the home. Like I'm like my daughter is very confident in being a, a proud black girl. 
know what I'm saying? She's still lighter skin, but her, she's half Puerto Rican, but she's she represents her blackness and she loves being black and she wants to wear her hair in the fro. She wants to dad, I want the two puffs, you know what I'm saying? Like she likes that. So she's she embraces her blackness, and that's and that's pretty dope. But I think there's just to the point it starts in the home where accepting, loving who you are. And it's crazy because I, I I mean I'm shot, I'm patting myself on the back right now, but I had a conversation with my baby girl today. Her teacher asked her, What was uh what's one of the most important things your dad taught you? And she the first thing she said was to love myself. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's powerful, you know what I'm saying? So she said to love myself and to like to be my own person. And to believe I can do whatever. It was three things. You know what I'm saying? It's powerful that that's what yeah, stuck. I, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like she retained that. Right. And that and that shit is dope. But I wanna, I wanna, we can go all day, but I wanna jump. Go ahead. Let let you go. And I got some shit I'm writing down so we can get into it. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna piggyback, uh, basically kind of tear apart a little bit about what Chris was talking about. It is socially, it is everywhere. It's never not gonna not be everywhere. But if we took a little bit more accountability and responsibility inside our homes for making that a standard. When when I had my sister say that she had to feel an extra empathy for the girl. So, mm -hmm. so that you can get that kind of, cause you want her to know that, but why do you gotta feel guilty about making sure she knows that she's beautiful? Like, why do you have to have extra compassion? That should not be that if it, but you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying. I think we don't, we don't give the family enough credit. We don't give it enough power. Because it has more power than we we realize. Right, that, absolutely. The same way that we got wound, like the same way they wound us, we unwind. But it started with with us. That's why he said it's learned behavior. We learned it. But it's in, in any long think about it in any long term traumatic experience or positive experience, it boils down to family traditional values, like what you learn at home. But think about it, dude, killing up, shooting up the place had a bad path, was beat, was abused in the home, whatever, whatever. I mean, we I know it's off subject, but like we learn yeah, these things yeah. at home and they, those things carry on with us yeah. throughout, throughout I don't, our lives. I don't want to speak for Lynette and I want to want to hear her her rebuttal to, to everything that's been said, but not rebuttal, but just her thoughts. Um, I agree with everything you said, Rose, but think about it, right? Like just perspective. And you you're going to be able to relate to this, right? So my parents did a damn good job of raising me, right? Like they did everything they could do with, within their power. They instilled the right values in me, all this shit. I still found a way to be a knucklehead. Like I still found a way to get arrested, right? I still found a way to join a gang because the outside influences. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, yes, we understand that we have to do our part but there's still that outside world that we can't control. And, and, and like I said, we're up against the machine. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, like we know as parents, right? Like there's only so much we can do because at a certain age, unfortunately it's a fact, like their friends are going to have more influence at times, right? Not all the time, but at times, right? So if, if their friends have more influence, that means who are their, their friends being influenced by? Right, their friends are being these days. We already know they're being influenced by what's on their phones. So what's on their phones, right? So that's all I'm saying. Like, yes, it's a fight that we have to fight internally first and yeah. foremost. But we're also up against and, until we right side it. Right, it's gonna be an uphill climb. Right, like and 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 I get it. Like I'm down for the fight. I'm just saying that that's that's what we up against. Isn't that you know the fucked up thing about being black? <laughs> Like, it's not just colorism, just in general, it's an uphill climb. 
from from birth is being black like it's an uphill climb which is fucked up and i want and i don't want i don't want to go too far i know you have a a plan but i prentice i liked your question about what can we do i think even before family is tapping into ourselves really capturing thoughts as they're coming to fruition like when you feel drawn to something i think because the reality is the proximity to whiteness is what we celebrate whether it is skin color or features, or hair, or the way you talk, or where you live, or where you've been. It's, it's just the closer you are to white is, is the quiet thing yeah. we like. We like it. Yeah. We like it. We applaud it. We celebrate it. We're, we're trying to escape this other thing. And I think really to catch ourselves in catch our own thoughts in real time. And the reality, and Belle, I want to piggyback off what you said, my mother could have called me beautiful every single day. All it would take is one little boy to say, you ugly and you nappy head to hurt my feelings, right? right. Like right. it, don't matter what my mother said, who, who right. cares? Who thinks I'm, right. I'm amazing? And I, and I wasn't even getting that kind of feedback as a little kid. It was just more about what I did. And so we know that's real and we see it everywhere. People were, are always mad at little Kim for, for changing the way she looked instead of being mad at the system that created the atmosphere that made her believe that there was some deficit that she was experiencing, that she couldn't see her beauty. She's not crazy for coming up with a solution to feel differently about herself. The world is crazy. So it is It is big, it is deep and it's very wide. So I think the, the biggest thing we can do is to pay attention to our thoughts and to pay attention to what is on the team? What are these kids watching? Right. Who's on these magazines? Right. So, so here's the. Yeah. Oh my bad. I'm sorry, Lynette. Um, the confusion part. I'm I'm gonna throw this out there for y'all. Uh, food for thought. Kind of help me out. So, um, my son got back. My oldest. He spends half the year. Um, he spends the school year in Florida. Well, he was with me all last year. He spent half of the year now in Florida. Um, um, and then even that's coming to an end. But anyway, he spends half of the year in Florida. At my, in my household, for the last month and a half, we had to do some work because he came back on that light skin shit. He came back on the, yeah, I'm light skin looking because he's real fair skin. His mother's Puerto Rican. So we had to, we had to dead that real quick, real, real quick, because all four of my kids are different shades. And, I, and we just talked about this yesterday. You know, all four of my kids are different shades, but as far as, um, Colorism goes in our house, it, it's not going to, we did that. We are all the same. You are not any better or worse than because of your skin tone. So that's established. Here's my issue. And I'm learning this through my oldest. Here he's solid. He gets the message here, meaning in California. But when he goes back to Florida and goes to that school where he's kind of highlighted and praised for being, you know, before this year, he was one of the only black kids in his school. So you know how that token that token blackness is, you know, and he can, boy had, had no coordination two years ago, none. Body functions just all off. He can do the weirdest dance move at that school and they gonna highlight it and tell him he's super dope and he over here again, nice skin. And because people are not from our culture, they're promoting and advocating that, making him think that's dope. So when he came back home, I had to correct it. So, my thing is that when we say it starts at home, I'm taking care of what needs to be taken care of in the home as far as uh, teaching them about colorism. But like you said, we're fighting a system. And there's so many other children who he's going to be influenced by. You know what I'm saying? When he's not in the house, granted 3,000 miles away in Florida, 
till he's back here. And then it's almost like I wonder now after this summer if I'm going to have to redo, you know what I'm saying, like dismantle some of the things he's going to be fed when he goes back. So my, I say all that to say, what what do you think the answer is when you're taking care of that in your household? You get what I'm saying? Like when you're aware of those things that are popping in your head, but you're also aware and can already see the impact of how it impacts your family or your children away from yeah. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? It makes perfect sense. And, and I think also there's an opportunity for a conversation with your son because what he came back with, he came back with something real. Someone gave him some feedback. Yeah. And he's experiencing himself out in the world and he is making a distinction. Oh, I have something. Right. That this is this is uh this is currency. This is mm -hmm. something. And I think acknowledging that that's the thing, like we can shut down the language, yeah. Yeah. but the reality is it's a thing. Yeah. Right. And, it's, and it's real. He didn't make it up. He didn't come yep. home. He didn't bring that home. He didn't make that up. He didn't invent it. And so I think there's an opportunity for a conversation. Like, what what do you think that means? Right. right. How come you're feeling this way? What's yeah. what's bringing these new thoughts to mind? Because you are amazing, and you are dope, and you are talented, and you are my baby, and, and you're wonderful. And yeah, what makes you think you're better than this child? Where's it's, you getting? It's from? deeper. It's right. deeper. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's it's it's opportunity for a bigger question. I don't think this is something we can solve, but I think these these conversations, yes, yes. right, like bringing bringing it to light. And really pausing and asking, how do I currently contribute to it? What am I doing that is feeding this machine? And it might not be, the answer might not be nothing. There might be something you are doing and you're coming and going, something you're saying, something you're paying attention to, something you don't even see. Mm -hmm. I think for, for, for my personal life, I know I spent my early years feeling very invisible. And I'm not sure if it was because I was a black kid because well, I was the dark little girl. I don't know what it was, but I did not feel seen. So there's a lot of things I do today to make sure all oh, these niggas don't remember me. They're going to remember right. me. They're going to remember me. So, right. Right. Yeah. Like, so what she said, is, there's no real answer as long as we continue to do the check-ins. As long yes, as we, yes. you know, I think, P, with, with Justice going back to Florida, like it's it's, it's imperative to to check in. Like the cost yeah. in, in, in specific, specificity with mm -hmm. your check-ins. Like yeah. you want to touch this topic again in a couple of months and see how he's feeling about it or see what it's like when he's going back home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think Lynette asking him, okay, and so let me, let me make it clear. It's not a superiority thing now. Right. Right. Yes. Right. You get what I'm saying? And right, so right. that's my thing. It's not a superior thing, superiority thing yet. It's something that he's identified and clearly has been fed into believing that this gives him something. You, you know what I mean? So, so what you said, Lynette, about asking him, what is it about this light skin theory yeah. that has you, like, how does it have you feeling about yourself? And I think that's a great point. I can get into how, like, yo, and, and to answer your question, I, I had, you had asked me a question and I had to be a dad real quick. Um, I do think that there are opportunities that I could have had unbeknownst to myself because of my complexion or my appearance? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would be dumb and uh, to believe that that's not a possibility. The thing for me was because I'm so aware of it and because we, and I think we as me and this brother, I'm not going to say Andrea more, but me and this Black man are in the same space thriving, flourishing, 
simultaneously. You get what I'm saying? You're not outside on the street trying to get in here. You're about to be on the show too. You get what I'm saying? So when we're both in the same room, do it. Don't have the same opportunity. I've just worked longer and harder than you. So obviously I have more privilege, you know, to me, to me, to me, because I'm trying to keep in mind what you said about, do you think you've been afforded opportunity? So let me keep that in mind when I say this, but this is how I genuinely feel. That just was not the time, in my opinion. I don't think there's ever a time, but out of all times, while we're both at the same table eating, Very I don't think time to, to, to criticize how much food I got on my plate. You got a yeah. plate in front of you, too. Right, hey, right. Let me, it was let me, and let me Let me throw a different spin on this. Prentice, what if that had nothing to do with you? I know it didn't. That's the thing. I know it right? didn't, but because of my uh, work ethic, because of my desire to see other poets flourish too, you know, like I'm not selfish with this. If, if, if I'm going, as many as people I can take with me are going, because of that, um, it impacted me because it made me, it made me look at like the accomplishments and my success. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. yeah, 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 I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about that though. Like, I'm not talking about, and maybe I'm not misunderstanding. I'm not saying you weren't deserving of everything that came, right? What I'm saying is, what if his comment had little to do about you and more to do about him? Right, yeah, like his infear, like his insecurities that he's that yeah. he's dealing with, right? Yeah. Because of maybe, right to Lynette's point, like the damage yeah. that is done, like on, on on him, right? Being being a, a darker skinned man, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like yeah. he's been taught that that if if he's not again, I'm I'm not saying that this is a fact. I'm saying maybe if he was taught that, so this is where it shows up. Right, so it's like that's alarm behavior for him, right? Where it's right. like if there's somebody that is of equal talent, right, in his mind of equal talent, and he's light skinned that has more of an opportunity than him, it's because he's too dark, not you're too light, right? Right, right. he's too dark, right? You know what I'm saying? And that, and that is something that I had to take into consideration that I did think about and knowing just you know some you know I, I don't know much about the brother, but from what I've observed. You know, I, I know that definitely could be a possibility. I think it just sucks that, you know, whatever one brother may experience, they pass it down to another, one who may be oblivious to this concept now um, is hit with like this set of maybe issues or things to consider. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, like I forgot who said it earlier, we're fighting the system. I got some solutions. Okay, cousin. Real quick, you know, I, I am just excited about this conversation, but it, it came to... Uh, uh, beginning and an end very quickly. You said, not with your awareness now, you can do something. You can, like, we have the ability to go to one another and be like, yo, what's going on? The way the way this played out was something completely different. I, I, I'm not going to talk about it. I'll tell you off camera, but it, it played out something. We'll it's on about. YouTube. I'm not, I'm not doing <laughs> that anymore. Anyways, listen, I want to double back. Lynette, when you started speaking, and cousin, I want you to chime in a little bit more. When you started speaking and you mentioned this, you said, it's most prevalent in your world in the dating arena. Mm. Now I've been seeing a lot of memes lately. One I, I just saw recently, like, I can't see myself marrying a girl who can't say nigga. Like, <laughs> and it made me laugh. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's that's actually pretty fucking funny. But you said it's 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 been prevalent in your world when it comes to dating. Tap in on that. 
And let, and let me, and let me, and I, wa I want to make clear, so I'm glad you brought that back so we can clear it. Sometimes we're, we're speaking and I, I, don't, I don't know if I chose the right words, but I think when I'm, I'm a single person, I've always been single. And so I think when I, when we're looking at people who are partnering and as, as I'm paying attention to who people select or what choices people make, I am curious if, um, some of the thoughts about, I think when people think of children, when they think of partnering, with mm. someone, they are considering what the blend of what they bring and this other person is going to produce. And, and so one of the things I imagine is that it's like, eh, I think there can be questions. So I think to, to be to be to be com completely honest, I, I don't have a hard time meeting people, and so I would be guessing as to reasons why things didn't connect. But I've definitely dated people who I was the darkest woman they ever dated, um, or people who frequently made comment about my chocolate skin to the point where it was almost like, "Are you, you know, cool? I'm glad you like it," and also. Is, is it okay? Is it a problem? And so I feel very aware that sometimes people are like, I don't know that I could rock with somebody long-term who looks like you. And I don't think that's in the front of their mind. I think it's tucked away back here because I don't think that's something a conscious person is going to say out loud. So I think that is more honest how, how I Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and put myself, put myself on front street. I've been I don't want to say attacked, but I've been, the finger's been pointed at me several times for not having had a black girlfriend. <laughs> and, and so I, I checked in with my cousins and I'm just like, growing up where I'm from, Belle, you, you can attest to this. There weren't many black women in my city. And the ones who were, I was like related to them. Yeah. This is this is my cousin you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like the ones who were around, I was for the majority of them, the black yeah. girls were all like family with me. And you know, I I messed with a couple of them, but we never like not family, sorry, but you know, messed with a couple of black women. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I've never had a, a, a black girlfriend. And that's not because I wasn't attracted to them, or it's just the environment I was in didn't I, I don't want to say produce them, but they just weren't here. They were in Bloomfield. They were in Manchester. I was, you know, growing up, I wasn't out in, in Bloomfield or Manchester, Bell, Windsor. Windsor Lock, where the black girls was at. Wow. You, you disagree? It's kind of a cop-out. It's kind of a cop-out. Like, and, and, and I love you, right? It's kind of a cop-out, brother. You've been driving since you were 16, Chief. Okay. So, it's kind of a cop-out. <laughs> wanted to get you a black girl, you could have... No. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but I agree with you're right. Like it was predominantly Puerto Rican. Like literally, literally, if you look up, I looked up the demographics the other day, it's like 47% right. uh, uh Hispanic in, in where we're from. Um, but that being said, I still managed to find one. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that wasn't related to you. But my point is, there's I I I don't want to make this about you because it's not about you, right? I do feel there is some ownership that you should own in that, right? Because bro, we've been all over. Like literally, like all over the state. In our right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, again. Chris, let me help you. Let me help you. Back to what Lynette, what Lynette was saying. Truthfully, it is subconsciously. That's a that's that's a thing. 
that's a thing for longevity. You start to think about what things are going to look like in the future. First of all, there's a lot of us from where we come from weren't even taught that. We weren't even taught what intimate relationships are supposed to look like. We weren't even taught that, you know, what was the purpose for you? I can't even, we can go on. No, and, but some of, some of us didn't have that environment being him i could just imagine a lot of the black girls that's a different relationship it's way familiar there's a different intimacy there so going out and looking for the only thing that reflects the closeness of your cousins your your aunts your and that's it that's a subconsciously it's like okay i there's a different level i have to come with and i you know there's a lot going on here trust me but yeah and now that you are aware of it it should be something you think about no, and that's, you know, listen, I'm, and I'm hopefully thoroughly aware of it now. You still See, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. And I know why I'm asking this, but I'm not going to say it. I, I'll tell you when we're not recording. <laughs> um, do you think. Okay. You're all about your people. You love being black. You love being a black man. Do you think that you growing up in that environment has an impact on the women you're interested in today? No. Well, okay. you, you, you realize that's like contradictory to what you just said, Chief. What do you mean? And again, I'm not, I'm not, this is, I don't want this to be about you because at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, yeah. like my, my son is half Puerto Rican. My daughter's all black, but my son's half Puerto Rican, right? Um, but I, I, I do think it has an impact on you, right? Like, again, I just gave you the current day statistics. It's like 50, almost 50% 50 Hispanic. So there's going to be more, regardless of the race, there's going to be more, the, the, the black women aren't going to be represented as much as the other races based on demographics, right? So all I'm saying is, I do think it impacted you. Now it could impact you in a lot of different ways. It can impact you to yearn only black girls because there's none available, right? Mm -hmm. Or it can impact you like, look, I'm going to take the path of least resistance. You know what I'm saying? Like it's wild Spanish joints. I'm about to bag something over here. Right, like that's the other option. I think um, I've been going off of, you know, just present stance and being where I'm at and opportunity. You know, I'm in an environment, women there, okay, here we go. But that's that's what I'm, that's, that's the only point I'm making. So my point is, you can prove my point, like it did, it did shape your outlook. And that's 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 it. It's not, that's not a negative or, or, or right. positive yeah. thing. Positive yeah, it, it just shaped your outlook. Even more than and, that, and I see, I see in your, I see it in some of your preferences. Like I, I, I see it. So I see it in, I see it in your your Cali preferences. Okay. <laughs> so that's not it's just not Cali though, Prentice. But anyway. No, no. From what? No, it stands out to me. See, those happen to be people I have been connected to. Oh, that was different. <laughs> <laughs> the channels. That's like people I'm connected to, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's different. I mean. Look, man, I don't want to make, I don't, it's I'm not, not trying yeah, to, yeah, yeah, we're not getting on, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm, no, saying, I ain't I'm, not a, I'm not afraid of the hot seat, so I mean, here we are, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Lynette, Lynette, got the finger, wait, 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 Lynette got the finger up, you know what that means, shut up, I got something to say. <laughs> I just have a question, I want to make two comments, one, I love how you all uh, are interacting with each other as brothers, and how, how gentle you're being, so I'm, I'm going to follow your lead with the gentleness, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your, you're being nice. <laughs> And I, and I think I am curious, Chief, how honest you are being with yourself. Because here's the thing. 
I was born in Wilbraham, Massachusetts. It's a lily white cul-de-sac. Oh, Wilbraham? Okay, Western Mass. Okay, so I'm not from where you're from, but I'm from where you're from, right? And so I think my options probably look something like yours. Mm-hmm. You could have went to Springfield in that. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> this, is, this is what I did. So what I'm saying is, and I think what what we are gently not saying is, it is quite possible, Chief, that when you are looking at women, it is geography makes it easier. But what draws you, what you are attracted to initially, before you know their personality, before you know their heart, before you know how they'll treat you, you are looking at them. And I'm imagining that you are attracted to what you see. And a part of that, if they have never been Black, I ain't going to blast your age, but you good and grown now, right? Mm -hmm. So in all these years of dating, you have never had a Black girlfriend. That is not because of geography. Girlfriend. I've dated Black women. There's levels to relationships, you know what I'm saying? So Dated? That's very loose, bro. <laughs> bro. Hey, I like this. I like this right now. I like That's this. That's very I, I, loose. We're not, we not going to have that conversation, but let's just say this. <laughs> I, You're right. We do have, I do have a, a, a visual thing that I like, but I'm not, it's not like I'm opposed to black women. That's right. not- that's right. not what y'all saying to me. I'm like, like I just I'm anti-black woman. That's that's not the no, case. No, 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 no. That's, that's how that's how you're receiving it. Nobody said that. Applying that you anti-black women at all. I'm applying. Like, what I'm saying is, I think this conversation is interesting because when I think on shit, our conversation yesterday on the phone or certain things, I can see the environment you grew up in in certain preferences or certain interactions you've had with women out here in Cali. And that's all I know, you know what I'm saying, Bill? Like, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't seen a nigga nowhere else, so I seen him out here, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, so, but what you saw is accurate. What yeah, you, yeah. I'm what not denying that at all. No, all, all, all we're saying, Chief, and again, I don't even want to talk about this, so, like, I'd rather change the subject because I don't like having you on the spot like this, right? Yes, yeah, I think it's so let me change it up a little bit, because as you guys are talking, again, we're getting more and more in depth into this definition of colorism. That's real. Uh-huh. And the more we talk about it, the more you can kind of own it. Did I, I, man, I got some, what, how do you say it? I'm prejudiced, I'm color, what's the word? What do we, we what do we use when we own it? In regards to the colorism aspect? <laughs> yeah. Accountability? No, no, just saying it like it like you can't racist in terms of colorism. So I get how do you it. define now it? I'm, we I'm got better be prejudice. Okay, so now I understand that I have prejudices, and those prejudices are a lot deeper than just color. And now I gotta start to examine where it comes from, how it affects me day to day, because this is my cousin. Now and, and again, not talking about his situation anymore but like my my situation my I got two kids I gave birth to and their father is light-skinned and when I met him I wasn't even you know looking for a relationship it the truth of the matter is I ended up positioning myself the way that I did to be with this person because the the treatment I was getting from the girls around me true I'm am I I'm a colorist I didn't realize that until just now but I took that opportunity to piss them off 
because mm. I was tired of being called the ugly one always, though I'm the only edu educated one, though I was the only one who had some kind of moral background. I, I didn't know where my mom and my dad was, no matter what, we being real, like, okay, but I was treated so horribly that I took that opportunity to find the finest light skin, pretty boy, long, you know, hair down to, and I did literally became whatever I needed. And it wasn't even about him. It was about the treatment. These girls were, and I wanted to prove the point. Okay, you got hair, you're cute. Your body shape is different, but I got him. Mm -hmm. and, and this is what you're saying is what you are doing is you're being, you're being really honest about what you're experiencing. And I think when right. people have a partner, their partner reflects how they feel about themselves. And sometimes, I, I can't speak for y'all, but sometimes people want trophies. They want somebody next to them. Who and again, at the friends. time, I would have justified that to anybody who was in my position, they would have helped me to validate that. But today it's bigger than that. It's right, 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 right. where I am and what I thought of myself at the time. And, and again, I didn't have anybody to tell me that then. It took many years of heartache and pain because with that light skin came all his light skin issues too. <laughs> hey, 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 that's colorism right there though, right? right. right. But I get right. it. I got two light skin. But it's real. See, but that, not, that's it's real. Here's the interesting Bell, dynamic though. This is our point of contention, Val. This is where I'm like, that. that is not color. It's, it's prejudice. See, um, no, but but it, but it, it, it is because why why isn't it black issues, right? It, what you're saying is that dark skinned people don't have light skin issues. No, that's but not. I right. know I was experiencing black girl dark skin issues. That's what I'm telling you. My cousin just told you when I was young. I mind you, I was I am the darkest skinned person in our family. Yeah, Uncle Nelson. Uncle Nelson was. Same My mom was okay so we're back but i am literally that person right and yeah. all of them grew up and i was helping with the hair i got a picture right chris you you probably was at the party with me and nikki they dressed us both mm -hmm. of them my yep. cousin is the half dominican half black she got curls down forever but we got the same hair do i got the two little buckshot braids in the top and yep. i it was our birthday and i felt horrible the mm. entire day I was forced to take pictures. If you see the pictures now, I got, I'm still talking about it with my therapist, but the reality is they put me in that predicament. It wasn't my choice. So the, the feelings that came with that, I, well, you know, who did right. I have around so you, me to you, tell you me were, about my cousins and what they look like or, you, you understand what I'm saying? You were comparing yourself, right? Like, and, I, and that's, but so that's the thing, Lynette. All I'm, all I'm saying is like, it's a divide. Right, like that—that's all. That, it's a divide. Like if 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 we're calling it light skin issues, right? Like that—that's a you're, you're separating us. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And and that's all I'm saying. Like, like I don't know how. And and hey, if there isn't, I don't think prejudice is the right word. I think the only thing that can describe it is colorism by definition, right? Because where you're saying you have these issues because you're light skin. You're in your light skin feelings, right? Like, or whatever, like all the, the taglines that, that, that happen. And it's like, so what you're saying is by definition, or what you're saying, what you're implying is that light skin people are soft, right? Emotional, right? Or all these things. And again, I'm not saying that you're saying this per se. I'm saying this is the, the perception. I hear you. And, and I don't want, I don't want to get stuck on the semantics because uh, honestly, I, I am not disagreeing with, with, 
with what you're saying. It's a problem. But I, I think where I'm also having a problem with is, is almost saying that this is something we are doing to ourselves. And I think in addition to the work, we are doing it to ourselves, but it's, it's not just us. And I think to take it out of dating realm, um, recently, did you see the, 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 the trailer for the new movie with Regina King and Idris Elba? It's a, it's a Western. It's going to yes, come yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So it's, it's a big deal. It's, it's coming out in the fall and there's a woman playing Mary Fields. Have you, have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. So stage coach Mary is a character in the movie, but a real person. And there are photographs of her. And she is broad and dark and intense. And she is being played by um, Zazie Beats. And I don't know if you know who that is. She plays on Atlanta as, as the girlfriend. She is fair and slim. And I believe she's biracial. And I think even the choice in casting this historical person, not a fictitious character, but someone who looks nothing like the original is is a problem. And I don't know that we are doing this, but there's something Mm -hmm. where we are agreeing that this woman and I'm not saying she's not talented or didn't work hard or didn't doesn't deserve the work. Right. But I'm saying they had to overlook someone who literally would look like this person. Yeah. To, and, and, the, and these are the problems. These are the no, things no. that. I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I also know that we didn't invent, invent colorism, right? No. Like this, this, this was something that was done to us, like Prentice said, in my opinion, intentionally or unintentionally, no matter the, the result was still the same to divide us, to separate us, yeah. right? Because well, how could we, and again, not to get to go too deep back in the slave times, but how could we ever take over if we can't even get together ourselves, right? right? right. And, and, that, and that's still present today. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It's like, it's like, like you said, like we've been saying all that first episode in, in, uh, in, Black, in Black AF, what was the theme? It's because of- Because of slavery. Yeah. Because, because of slavery. Of slavery. Everything, most, all, most of the issues Black people <laughs> go through can be trickled back down to slavery. It's because of because slavery. Because of slavery. Yo, yeah. listen, we've gone, Far too long. We might even have to break this episode up into two different episodes. We can double back on this conversation again because I think it was really, really good. I we, want to. It, I, I want to. I, I think we might split this in two episodes because it's really, really. I think it's we're like over an hour, some change right now. But we'll see how it goes. See what the feedback is like. I can see the comments now going in. But um, I love I love the organic conversation though. Like I never spoke to Lynette, and this was a great conversation, Lynette. So thank you for for joining us. Absolutely, Rose. I always like talking. I don't talk to you enough. With that being said, let's let's jump into a quick, let's take, you know, a minute or less. Final thoughts. Lynette, we'll let you go first. Final thoughts on the conversation. Um, I'm really glad to be here. And I think it, it just highlights that there's a lot of work to do, but there's also a lot of willingness to do the work. So I am optimistic about what we as Black people do to make things better for each other and ourselves. Hello, dope. Prentice. Uh... I don't know. This got my head in a lot of different places. You know what I mean? Like I heard a lot of different viewpoints that I haven't even, I think even considered, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I don't know what my final thought is. I need to figure some shit out. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bellhead. I think um, this was great, man. Like this was great. I love talking to black people about black challenges. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and again, I think we, we, we said too, it's like, Hey, we're not going to have a conclusion, but 
start the dialogue, right? Like, and, and express differences, express differences of opinion, right? It doesn't mean one's right or one's wrong, right? It's just, I respect you, so I respect your opinion, right? It may not be mine. So I think that's where we got to get to as a people is just hearing and listening, right? And understanding that though your experience may not be mine, I can't invalidate your experience because I didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? So that's all. Cousin Rosa. I love it. I love it. No, I just think this is a very good use of my adult time. Thank y'all for inviting <laughs> me. And um, I'm open to continuing the conversation and the willingness that I appreciate it. This is, doesn't happen enough amongst us amongst our people as a whole, it doesn't. So I'm glad that it is happening. All right, for me, I think, uh, uh, I mean, I took a lot, I took a lot in from it, but I think a, a good a good point was one, don't be afraid to put yourself on the hot seat for, 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 for growth purposes. Like put yourself on the hot seat and here, you know, let you let, get, get around people you trust who will, tell it to you straight, whether it be delicate or not. I know we've had some much more intense conversations outside of this and don't be afraid to, to, to dissect yourself and, and, and grow because oftentimes we are the hardest, we are our hardest critics, but we're also our most stubborn analysts, if you will. And when it comes to self and self-assessment. So I think it's, I think it's important to outside, get out the mirror sometime and sit in front of some people who will tell you the truth. <laughs> You could probably edit this out, but you know what I think. We'll get a lot of clickbait if we titled this episode Why Chief Don't Like Black Girls. <laughs> oh, you trying to kill him, bro. I'm going to leave that don't in there, do too. Him like that. You want to get him canceled out here. That is, that is. Like, oh no. my God, man. I do not condone black death. No. No. That was just a. Oh man, we've had, had this conversation before. Nevertheless, yo, I really do appreciate this conversation. I think it was real dope. I'm glad you were able to time in P and, and, and get here. You know, handle with your kids. You know, raising four of them things. Um, Johnson, <laughs> appreciate you. When we when we post edit, we'll put your your your, your uh, IG handles underneath so people can get at you or whatever, and we'll go from there. But per usual, y'all, we always end the show with a uh, do us all a favor, hug a black man today, a black man and a woman today. Hug a black man and a woman today. <laughs> and tomorrow. And tomorrow, B. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace.